0: Hello. We are the Harley and Josh Show. Yes, that's Harley. You're listening to hello, and, and I and am. This is Josh. It is. And um, today we're going to be talking about music industry-based news, as well as some music from uh, Leon O'Leary, who we haven't played on the show yet. Nice. Sam Eagle, who we have played on the show, and some Monster Florence which is part of Wilhelm, who's done... We're going to be talking about uh, Pledge Music. They've had some problems in the past couple of months, so we're going to dissect yes. that a little bit. Harsh times for them. And also, we're going to be talking about what's music worth to people? That's a very good question. We'll we left teased to, uh... that last week, didn't we? Yes, yeah. Teasy, teasies. So, yeah, thanks cool. to Robert Horn for that, 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 that topic of discussion. How are you, more importantly, Harley?
1: Yeah, man, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah? I've been... Uh... Uh, it 's been a been a cool week um I had a meeting up meet up with a friend about doing some uh doing some other stuff which uh
0: Musicy stuff. Some more musicy stuff, which Ooh. I can't talk about. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Close um, to his chest. Yes. Oh, he has that's... a lovely chest, so we should all be stay very close to it.
1: He does have a lovely chest. Um, <laughs> th- if it's who I think you're talking about,
0: they are quite... His pectorals are quite wonderful. Oh,
1: every... Like, very pectoral person. Yes. Um, Peckalicious. So, uh, yeah. Um, what did I get up to otherwise musically this week? We had our... Sort of our last week of Rock Project of the Term. Yeah. Um, which was
0: great well, well we got one one left tonight until yes we and got to catch up tonight
1: time. and then um and then we got a week off which i don't know what to do with myself really
0: uh, i've already filled it up have you it's really annoying. <laughs> I haven't. I've got a, I've
1: got a really empty week, which
0: so I'm going to do what
1: you were talking about last week. Yeah, I'm going to be sort of reconnecting with some of my friends. Yeah,
0: uh, and trying to be a bit more sociable. So um, it's hard, actually, isn't it? Yeah. It's it, 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 I was watching a great video from this YouTube channel called Kurt's uh, mm. It's called In a Nutshell. It's a really great TV show like like YouTube channel, and uh, it had an episode about loneliness, and um. And I don't know. I look like to myself. I'm not a lonely person. I go out all the time. I've got friends. But then there's just points where it was saying that you know, loneliness is a very uh, a human response to things because we we're sort of programmed to be sociable creatures. Because mm. if we work together, that's you know how we would hunt together back in the back in the day and you know forage and you know mm. look after families. You'd get shunned if you like were greedy or whatever. And uh, yeah, and it was just sort of saying things like you know when's the last time you actually went out for. Just for the sake of hanging out with someone, you know those yeah. kind of things, and uh, and it said just you know message someone out of the blue, see what's going on, yeah, and and find out, you know, and my mind is always going, yeah. If I message someone, I've got to find out, you know, what am I going to get out of the the, the, the you know the meeting? There has to be a there has to be an end goal. It's, it's yeah. so
1: it's so easy to think that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um so uh, yeah that's my plan so if you're listening martin i'm coming for you uh, <laughs>
0: does, is that it, any martin because if there's a guy called yeah, martin yeah it, any
1: martin i'm literally going to text everybody i know called martin no. <laughs> um it's fine particular martin not a musician he probably doesn't listen so, but um yeah so i'm gonna be catching up with some friends hopefully next week and uh being a bit more sociable and and all the nice things that happen uh when you Go and and chill, and I actually did a bit of that this weekend. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the videos, but we'll we'll get to that bit. Uh, so I did. Uh, I did, I was doing uh, house auctions on Wednesday. Just gone. Nice. anybody
0: is, anybody's houses that they didn't know was up for auction.
1: Um, no, no, it was all fairly by the book. We actually <laughs> yes. was joined by Homes Under the Hammer, the TV show. <laughs> they were they were filming. You're famous now. Oh yeah, I I don't know if I'm in shot. I might have been in a shot running out of the room on the phone because. Uh, Toby from Chart Attack phoned me uh, midway through through on the auctions. You're so going kind to of end up on to.
0: TV now, and I'm just gonna, we're going to have to change our format. It's going to be the Harley under the hammer show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the TV star Harley and that other guy. Some unknown dude. <laughs> he never auctioned anything no. but from eBay. <laughs> Do people eBay auction houses?
1: I wonder. I I'm sure someone has sold a house on eBay. Yeah. I'm going to search house now. It's going to come up with dolls
0: houses. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, exactly. But, um, if
1: you know anyone who's bought or sold a house on eBay, let us yeah, know. go on, that would
0: be that would be great. I mean, like, so what? What are you mostly running in terms of uh, the, the audio side of, of? Well, are you doing video, visual as well?
1: The, the company runs audio visuals. Technically, I'm not hired as an audio guy because it's yeah. a one. It, the job itself can be run by one person, which right in this, this case was Joe Bowman he's um, Bo Joman Bo Joman yeah uh, great drummer great sound tech um, and he runs the visuals and the audio because mm. all you really need to do is turn a fader up when he starts and turn, turn it down at the end and put some music on mm-hmm. it's a very simple system they use a like a basic a tiny little um, uh, Soundcraft desk which is very basic all right, yeah. we had a little bit more complicated work bit more work on this time round because way we, we ran it we had to send a feed to the TV crew. Um, oh, because right. oh, they... they the hammer. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, that was a, another thing that we, we had set up which took a little while which Joe might have struggled if I wasn't there. Nice. But as a as a rigger, my job is to drive the van, yeah. carry all the heavy stuff upstairs, give him a hand with setting everything up because we put a whole backdrop off, right. backdrop right. Yeah. up, yeah. Uh, and everything like that. And then that kind of all goes into um, like... Just and makes it whole makes it look like it always there and Did has existed. Did anyone on hammer the tell you that they were going to turn up? Um, no. Right. <laughs> so I don't, like, they yeah. might have told management. They might have told the company. Lucky you guys in the are pros then, like well, that
0: you could actually record it.
1: G- generally speaking, I mean, I think the, the 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 gist is we do a we do the best job we can any time we any job we do. So it's not we don't want to have to do an even better job. Just because the TV crew are here, because really we should be striving for the best every time. Mm. And, and I feel we pull that off pretty well. Um, and they were fairly uh, unobtrusive into what we wanted to do. They set up a couple of cameras uh, and they took a feed out of our desk. And mm. that, you know, but the, the the company, the guys that were running it, the sound tech and the visual, they were hilarious. <laughs> now, probably, like, I don't want to say old geezers, but, you know, I've worked for the BBC a long time. And right. uh, we were saying, me and Joe were saying that bbc people have a particular um type right they can be doing a job but then they're, they're, they're completely unflappable yeah. they have a look jo- they have a nice joke you know and it's kind of like a bit like they do it as a hobby
0: yeah kind of thing both but the dames at bbc suffolk yeah. that i've worked with have just been so there's dave butcher is the guy that i've worked with the yeah. most uh who does most of the sound recording stuff um they're just they're so yeah like you say unflappable like yeah. just be like you know you know you'll, you'll turn up with the weirdest instrument in the world yeah. like uh what was it charlie haylock when we did the children in need thing and he had like a box that was just with a stick on it to play bass on and you just move the stick around yeah and you're just kind of like how are you supposed to mic that up and he was just like i'm gonna put 57 on it and just hope yeah i was i would have been like <laughs> just panic yeah, yeah. because you want
1: to make it sound good, but they've they've been doing it long enough that they know they know what they're doing, you know. Yeah. Um, and it is great. It is really cool.
0: If would all just turn up with this weird instrument, and you'd be like, Wh- What?
1: And yeah. it, but they're just like, No, we have got this. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> well, what is the problem?
0: I mean, I, yeah, I well, can well, sort it out. What is the problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
1: So. That was that was my Wednesday. Obviously, ran back
0: uh, in time. Ooh, another question about your job. Go um, on. Are you doing mostly lectern mics or is it lapel mics? So lectern mics. Lectern for these mics jobs. Yeah. Uh, Do you an, mic
1: up the hammer? No, but it does come up, come through the mics. Yeah. Um, it is very loud. You it get does, a contact mic. It's a it, Yeah, it <laughs> does peak the mic. Uh, really, that's the only thing that peaks it because it just sends a shockwave up because uh, it's on I the suppose, on the yeah. lectern. Um, there's it's another just the same as like flicking yeah. a mic. Really. There's another auction uh, house that I work for. And they use a headset. They prefer to use a headset. So it depends on on the auctioneers to what they want.
0: Yeah. Oops, <laughs> I sold it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I was. I was trying to. You were too quick on that uh, one. Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> get there in time. So I did the one gig this weekend, which was great. Actually, I did two gigs this weekend, which were both great. Hey, so nice. Friday I was with Lady J. Uh, I was the Troublemaker singular Troublemaker uh, at the Angel in Woodbridge uh, and that was really good fun really nice crowd there it's almost like a student crowd it's those kind of like 18 to 21 year olds everyone's just like really nice pleasant up for a laugh of course there were a lot of older people there as well Mm -hmm. Uh, it was just a really nice wide range of ages and everyone just getting
0: along Um, how do you find making a set for an audience like that where it is a very wide range because I mean what kind of songs are in the Lady J set so with Lady J there's a lot of
1: everything. Now, what I've always said about Justine Legge, she is very good at, um, she can play anything. And because she comes from roots of stand-up and that kind of world, she can, the way she talks between songs just draws people in, nice. makes people want to like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so she can play a song that they've never heard before or they, she can play a song that they've heard many times over and they love it, and like, which works because she plays a lot of original stuff as well. Um and it all goes down really well and it's she's not too serious about the way she writes her music, so yeah. There's always a little bit something where people can kind of have a chuckle over if they'd not heard mm. the song before.
0: And it's 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 nice. It's good fun. You guys uh have recorded at Area fifty one, am I right? Yes, yes. Am I allowed to say that? Uh yes, yes. <laughs> uh she's
1: been recording uh with us uh since Oh, no, mm, October, I believe. Ooh, and all original yeah. stuff. All original stuff, Amazing. yeah. Um, it's all kind of, at the, at the moment, kind of demo stage stuff, but we're building up to see sort of how Just it goes. Making trouble. Yep, we're making trouble at Area 51. <laughs>
0: Just letting, letting aliens loose. Yeah, yeah, mostly that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the the record's going to sound like exactly. yeah yeah okay. it's really awesome. they're in the fence they're in the walls man it's game over man oh you know that song do you <laughs> yeah ah, it's game over um, uh,
1: yeah cool so, so we do that uh, The and then Saturday I was with Chart Attack which is great to be back with those guys it was really good fun mm-hmm. um, nice to have us well, you only had two stage. weeks
0: off or something did not you yeah Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's great that you it guys feels just... like a long time
1: yeah um, and that was just great fun. Uh, we mean uh, Oscar, uh, we had, we'd really enjoyed the gig. We played some new tracks that we'd not played before. Yeah. Uh, but we also went out afterwards. Cause nice. I, I Well, uh, a friend, friend of the show, Crystal Graver, she was like, Yay! Crash at, crash at mine. And then so we went out and got very drunk. I danced very sillily. Um, <laughs> sillily. And it was, it was good fun. It was, it was, it was well needed. And, yeah, good. Um, where, where did you go out-out? Where did we go at? We went to the Cock and Pie. We went to see Ed do it. What was it?
0: Is it, is it called Dad Ed Rock? Ed Barnes. It does the Dad Rock Nights good. Dad yeah. Rock night, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, which is great. Every song was an absolute banger. Yeah. It was. It was, it was great. Um, so stuff like, like The
0: Who and Yeah, Ned Zeppelin. Yeah.
1: And... Like, uh, and a few poppy stuff as well, but just, just really well mixed. Everything was timed perfectly. Yeah. So, you know, people, there were like a da- full dance floor for the whole time we were there. Uh, and then went to Casey's.
0: Nice. Oh, you got to go to Casey's. Yeah, I've, I've Casey's. never
1: been before. Really? I've never been oh, to Casey's. mate. not even when it was Betty's. No.
0: Ah, no. I've never really done place. a night on Ipswich properly. Ah, that's so you never have time, do oh, you? Yeah. Well, I just don't like. Ipswich is it hot spot for the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Um, it's just, but like, it's very, it's one of those places that whenever I've been, it's kind of like other clubs. You always feel well judged. Yeah. And there you don't. Mm. Which you know should. Is exactly how it should be, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's it. We uh, we just we just had a laugh. It was kind of nothing was serious was going on. We were very much just dancing like idiots because we could <laughs> or couldn't.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> or because you're too good at dancing. Yeah, I'm trying to dance badly, but all I got is Michael um, Jackson just stuff.
1: Too much moves, man. Too much beat.
0: Yeah, um, it's good. I like it, mate.
1: But yeah, so that was kind of kind of my weekend, um, and. I'm yeah, uh, looking hopeful for what, what music stuff has happened this week so what ha- might happen over the coming weeks or months Ooh, or years. so you well,
0: so, so you did yeah, so you the meeting is gonna have a knock on effect from last week. Potentially Mystery yes. Mystery man yes. meeting with his manly pectorals. Mm-hmm. That section for He didn't stuff. Yes. Yes, darling Yes. Let's find out he did a good job, didn't he? I think really. you just okay-gamed me, didn't you, with the fader? Did I? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I just put... do, I just do it without even... We haven't done it for a while. Um, yeah, that was great, mate. Well, you were talking about, you uh, you know, sort of Woodbridge area, and uh, and you've gigged in sort of Saxmundum way with Lady J and the Troublemakers, haven't yeah. I mean, you? So I want to play an artist from Saxmundham who has sent us his music, um, who, yeah, I've been wanting to play this guy's music for a long time i saw him i think it was about two and a bit years ago at the trinity park battle of the bands competition that we were sort of like the interim entertainment so in between when the bands were setting up for their sets we, murray and i were doing a duo set they had an acoustic yeah. stage and a band stage and on the acoustic stage this guy blew my mind i think at the time he was about 14 or 15 So I reckon it was probably about three years ago back now, actually, Mm -hmm. because he's 17 now. Um, And yeah, he's just he's got this kind of old soul vibe coming from a young guy. Um, He's sort of if you like Ben Howard Boniver, that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, this is the first actual release that I've heard from him. I've seen him play live a bunch of times um, since then and always been really impressed. This is Ivy by Leon O'Leary. Check it out. That was Ivy by Leon O'Leary. That's available on iTunes. Very, very nice kind of atmospheric thing that you can have on, on a, on a night with some candles and yeah, those kind of things. You know, I like candles, uh, and I like that because it was. Uh, nice. It's on iTunes and stuff. He's got plenty of uh, festivals coming up over over the summer holidays. Sweet. He seems to be one of those guys that uh, to be watching. Yeah, I think he's one to watch because I mean, you know, if if he's writing nice, well-produced music like that. It's seventeen. Yeah.
1: he's building a. It, the music has a has a, a soundscape to it. Yeah, you know, and to have that kind of ear is and that
0: that that mind to create that mm. already, he's, he's got a lot of good future. Yeah, exactly. Some potential. Put, Hashtag potential. <laughs> I'm trying to think actually what I did last week, mate. Right. Well. well, I don't know. I've just been asking my question to myself, but with banjos instead. <laughs> i don't know
1: that brought you like three and a half seconds i calendar.
0: i mean uh so okay well I have, I have i can remember stuff um so it was a nice busy week of rock project and teaching was the last week of teaching before the half term so i had a bit of time to just sort of get people uh enough practice material so that they can sort of last two weeks instead of one mm-hmm. um like you know, some of them I'm like, yeah. So you've got plenty of stuff to practice. Everything you'll practice maybe once in <laughs> yeah. these two weeks. I'm like, come on, come on. My mother included. I've been teaching her ukulele. She's oh, like, yeah? yeah. She's like, oh, I practiced once last week. I'm like, once, <laughs> once. Sort it out, mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. I, mean, I yeah. bought her. I bought her a ukulele for Christmas. It was a nice one. It was yeah. a really nice one from Western music. Uh-huh. Caught in a trap. Sorry, no looking back. We're with, We're with the music. music. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, yeah, she's uh, picked it up a couple of times, but she's getting better. Um But yeah, so I'm, I was teaching on, in Moreland on Tuesday and Wednesday, and I've got a new job in Rendlesham Primary Community Primary School on Thursdays. And uh, sort of going over that, I've been running into some more students with uh, special needs, which yeah. has been like, you know, when you don't have classic training on how to deal with uh, people with needs... When they aren't feeling like they're up for it or if they're in a bad mood and they just really don't want to learn anything and they just want to scream in your face, yeah, I mean there's it, just a figuring out not to rise to it and not to make them feel like they're being weird, yeah uh, and not make them you know you know feel like they're being naughty, yeah, because uh, I mean because sometimes the softly softly approach with kids who um, have not been diagnosed with anything. Mm. Um, I don't find works a lot. If you're simply going, oh, it's okay, you can be a bad person, you know, bad, bad, you know, bad behavior right now. Yeah, you know that doesn't work. You know, I have to, I, you know, last week I had one of the worst uh weeks for disciplining uh, right. kids uh I've ever had. I had to, you know, proper take kids out and and you know and talk to them about their behavior and send them to the head teacher some of them because they were just acting up in the middle of the lesson. Yeah. And uh, but that just does not work when the kid is having problems at home or is literally, you know, having counseling, things mm. like this. Um, but some of them is just all they need to do is play music. What the yeah. best quote from one of my students who um, is suffering from Asperger's? She said, I would consider it my wholehearted honor if I was allowed to play rock and roll music.
1: Brilliant. I was
0: like, get that on a t shirt. Oh. That's beautiful. That's that was great. beautiful. I would consider it my whole heart and honor to if I could play rock and roll music. So I told her i play We Will Rock You, like we do. In, yeah. It. And I, I let her play on electric guitar, um, which the school owns. And it's just, you know, the loudest noise she's ever made without her mouth. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, she was absolutely loving it, doing the poses, getting That's down on her great. knees, oh. everything. But, you know, you know, she'll have times when she'll shut down. Yeah. Um, But you know, it all it takes is talking about music and she's up for it. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: As, do you, uh, I find, especially with the younger students, sometimes a break halfway through, even like, like on a full hour oh, right. lesson, do you sort of, one thing I've always been a big fan of, just talk, stopping and sort of asking a music question that's yeah. like, we can have like a five minute discussion. Do you do, ah. do you do? What that?
0: kind of music question do you mean?
1: Um, so, uh, if we're talking about, um, so, Sometimes the kids do it themselves They I go well, right. uh what's the longest song yeah yeah, yeah 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 that that happened quite a lot more recently because we were learning quite a long song that was a lot of like strain on the hands I'm like oh, this is a really long song I said yeah yeah no, it's uh 5 minutes long I think oh what's the longest <laughs> song and I was
0: like ah well and do you know um, there's a song sorry I'll put you on the point now there is
1: I can't remember what it's called but uh in a there's a particular space station I can't remember where it is the longest song probably in space will last longer than humanity because oh. it's randomly generating notes every two seconds, but then playing them in chord form and it will not play the same chord wow. for something like 10,000 years. Is it called human music? It is. It, it, it sounds <laughs> like human <laughs> music.
0: I it, my, it, it sounds that, like that. Facts, Yes. facts. Fact. Um, that's. I think so that's, that's, that's the one. first time we've done that on the show, isn't it? And
1: of course, I have to play the kids the world's shortest song. What's that one? Napalm Death. You suffer. You know the one. <laughs> you
0: suffer. <laughs> 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 it's all it is. It's all it is. Actually, I, I have. To, Maybe we have should beat play it on the show next with week. Kismet. <laughs> yeah. Old old band of ours. Uh, our we had one song that was just called Van. Ah. Um, you might remember this because we used to do it in the set all the time. We used to go one, two, one, two, three, four, Van! I like that. That was it. (laughs) Man, can we cover that? It was about. (laughs) Can we teach you a robbery? I think it was in G. Okay, G. Um, But yeah, anyway, so um, uh, I uh, have to knock on to two things. Ikoko on Valentine's Day. Of course, I was there. We had a great time there, didn't we? Watching just some wonderful musicianship from Kazim, KZ, uh, Alfie. Uh, Jake, Marshall Tierney, and Ben Diffley. Yeah. They were just such wonderful musicians. Uh, musicianship on that stage. Um, and they had other people join them as well. Yeah, they had Carnell Cook from Pistols and Vultures, uh, Bebe, uh, yep. Beck from Impilo, and uh, also Vanya from Motherfucker, yeah. all came up and joined them. Uh, oh, and British, David T. British, That's the promoter it, yeah. and rapper. So yeah, it was a really nice collaborative night um, of just some really nice chilled out jams. I think most of the people in the audience were musicians yeah you know yeah mark stewart was there
1: there were a lot of people who were there just to sort of chill and like who weren't aware that there was music on and stuck around and got into it as well exactly
0: so there was yeah it was really nice vibes i think they've got to do that again um ben was like it definitely was like i'm not sure if we're really ready to be live but i said well it depends because if you think of a live uh, thing as a visual performance then uh, I don't think a Coco should be under that kind of mm. banner there because it, they are they they do look they are great to watch as mm. musicians but they're not out there throwing shapes they're not going out on their knees they're not spinning around and doing it you know yeah. doing the moonwalk they're focusing on their playing it's mm. a jazz show but with grooves um, so I, I don't know like it. It, but when it comes to actually having songs that have a nice narrative to them, have a good structure, and uh, you know serve a good purpose, they're great for that. Um, you know, they sort of all took turns talking, but it was mostly Alfie.
1: It was. I, I was going to say I could commend Alfie on his yeah. on his talking. Yeah. You
0: know. Because um, nobody else wanted to. <laughs> I
1: was well. I was talking to his partner, uh, um, and she was saying he's really awkward on stage. Yeah. Um. Probably and that's Penelope in
0: it yeah that yeah. sounds right yeah,
1: yeah. She's like, a lovely lady um, yeah uh, and she's saying like he's, he, she she can tell he's quite awkward on stage and I was like but he's saying he's keeping it short and keeping it concise mm-hmm. my thing is if I'm nervous on stage and I don't know whether to what to say and possibly say the wrong thing I'll keep talking mm-hmm. and it makes it same worse yeah whereas he was like okay this is this song Hope you
0: enjoy it. We turn it into a podcast when we yeah. start talking. Yeah. But, you know, I think like, you know, it, it all it is is just over time, just adding in promotions saying, you know, we're on Facebook, you know, we've got CDs, this kind of stuff. And which keep backing was that was up. That's
1: that. one thing that I feel not, not bands don't do enough is don't tell people enough of...
0: Repeat it yeah. at least and three and times. Just tell them their gigs. name. Like at yeah. least
1: every two, three songs, yeah. whatever. Some people are like, who are these guys?
0: And you are like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, last show I got to see and I was doing the sound for actually. They were using my system. Was in Pilo yeah. on Saturday at Three Wise Monkeys. So both of the gigs I went to this week were at Three Wise Monkeys in Ipswich. Nice. Um, so yeah, it was really really good. I was, uh, you know, it was. It's, it's always difficult loading in that place because there is a taxi rank outside, and you just got a bunch yeah. of taxi drivers like, "That's my parking spot." Yeah. I, I don't care, mate. I'm sorry. I've got work to do. I'm yeah. not, not, not here for my health. Um Well, it pays my bills. So yeah, I suppose it is for my health. Um, but yeah, like. We, uh, yeah, you know, everything loaded in. It was Ben Goble trio, yeah, who I'd not seen before. Um, so it was Goble who has played with the Lockerbillies a bunch of times, yeah. Uh, Rayner and Murray, usually it's Rich Webb mm-hmm. playing drums, but he's in France, have fun, mate, uh, with his family. Uh, so Murray got Rayner in, so it was basically Rayner and Murray up on stage the whole time because Rayner and Murray are in Pilo as well, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they sort of did a bunch of modern covers mixed in with sort of some sort of chilled out jazz vibes. Um, yeah, I think they did a good job. Like I say, there's, it's just going to get better with time, mm. with stage presence and talking in between songs. That's literally all that, you know, where they failed. Uh, the rest of it was just really good musicianship and yeah. looking at each other. And Rainer had only practiced with them once right. and didn't mess up any of the endings. Nice. So, well done, mate. Well done. Um, and Impilo obviously killed it. Actually, I think that's, that's one of the, best times i've ever seen him play okay cool and that includes the times that i played with
1: them wow wow that's saying something
0: <laughs> thank <laughs> you um but they got joined on stage by native james hey aaron james yes nice joined them on stage and just did some off the dome stuff like he did at the 5011 yeah. watermelon it's jam it's good to see
1: him doing more music stuff because yes. like he's, he's, he's been a bit quiet recently and he's uh, a really nice guy he is he is and he's good fun
0: Hopefully, going to collab with him at some point. Please do. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I think yeah, you know, he's uh, it'd be nice to work with just because I feel like he can fit in with a lot of different t- styles. I mean, he, he you know he went on with uh, the watermelon jam fitted in with yeah. you know we did a um, cover of Moon Move, Move On Up, and he was rapping over the top of that and it was great. And then he would go with Impilo and they would you know be doing some much more darker uh, hip hop vibes. Mm. And he would yeah, you know, I think it was over MIA, which so it was like a dub track, and he was you know just nailing it over that. So I think, yeah. I, think I had a good musical weekend uh, and it was nice to be part of it, just to be out there because there was some really good support from the local music community yeah. for the Impilo show. The whole of Underline the Sky were there. Sweet. Nice. nice. So they, yeah.
1: do, they do travel in crowds, those guys, don't they? They're all really good friends and they kind of they like to socialise together, which is great.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so I am going to shut up and play some music because I want to get on to the music. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, <coughs> Sam Eagle. We've played him on the show before. He's yeah. got some new stuff out. Uh, he's got a, a new EP out on iTunes. Uh, oh, it's something Mechanisms I've gotten what the, the first word of it is I'll find out and I'll let you know but yeah. it's a really really good EP I was listening to it all morning um, this one is I'm not sure if it's my favourite track off the album but it is the best one for the show I felt this one's called Ode to Jack McBrayer and it's off
1: the EP
0: Coping Mechanisms Coping Mechanisms nice one this is by Sam Cool. check it out so is
1: this the way
0: I don't know who Jack McBrayer is, but I hope he's proud of that because that's a great track. That's so groovy. Well produced, of course, is by Tom Donovan yeah. at Tom Donovan's studio in Row Hedge. i you know, I'm, I'm getting more and more around to thinking maybe getting in contact with this guy because he's produced Pet Needs, Polly really Haynes, Hot cool Tramp, stuff. yeah, loads of people. So yeah, um, so yeah, you can check that out. That's on the Coping Mechanisms EP from Sam Eagle. A really good listen. Yeah. Really, really good Influencers from all over the place. So anyway, I want to do a short little section, mate, because we got to talk about... Music news, music news, here we go, with music news. About Pledge Music, mate. Yeah, so what's going on there? Pledge Music, uh, their crowdfunding platform, it says that it's in discussions with several interested parties over a potential acquisition or partnership because since about October, a lot of stuff came out about the fact that they weren't paying their artists yeah. who had successfully crowdfunded their projects. Um, so the company issued latest, its latest statement today, but it's February 1st, so we're a bit late on this one, after admitting responsibility last week for late payments to many artists over the past year. Um, at the time, the manager of a well-known US indie rock band told Music Business Week that Pledge Music's late payment fiasco was becoming, in his opinion, quote marks, the fire fest of crowdfunding. Uh yeah. I mean if anybody knows what Firefest is, you know what a Firefest yeah. is? The yeah. Jar Rule uh you know festival that just went down the can for just scamming people. Uh Dem's them, big words. Yeah. It's a like calling a Fire Festival. Um so I don't know. So pledge music has been around for quite a while, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's one of the, the originators of the whole crowdfunding thing. Mm. I don't know, but I mean, it's one of the big names. Certainly. Yeah, I think
0: they're the, one of the first people that I heard about. Um, I think the Blackout used, right, used okay. music for their so sort of crowdfunding
1: 2008, thing. 2008? Yeah, that's something like that. that time.
0: But I mean, so there's 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 no figures out just yet about how much they haven't paid out. But yeah. I'm expecting it to be a lot. They, they they had some problems. Their CEO left last year and he had sort of headed up some big musical projects and uh, had somebody else come in. I'm not sure if maybe that was kind of a preemptive move of like, oh, things are going badly. I'm going to yeah. jump ship. Um, but anyway, so all I've got here is kind of some figures as to how they've helped before. Um, Pledge Music has successfully serviced over 45,000 artists from emerging acts to some of the biggest names in the industry they've supported 60 grammy nominated 60 grammy nominated artists grammy um, and helped springboard hundreds of unsigned bands to successful careers um this is from their yeah. press team as you can hear um our efforts have assisted over 375 artists with chart positions on the billboard top 200 um, which doesn't make sense mathematically. I mean, there's only 200 positions. Well, how can you help? 375. Uh, sorry. Um, our platform has provided close to $100 million of revenue to its artistic community. So, I mean, they. I think they deserve a bit of leeway, but apparently they're going to be getting everything paid within sort of 90 days. I mean, and so this Still, is 10 days ago. Yeah. So,
1: I, um, A friend of mine, the first I heard about this was um, Amelia Quinn, um, right. who's a singer- artist and she was she was doing a pledge music campaign and she decided to knock it on the head and cancel it mm-hmm. because she said she's like, i i don't want my fans music yeah not going where they want that music to go that's uh, a my good fans money that. oh right sorry my fa- I, mean, I don't want my fans money going where th- not where they want it to go i like the way you said that though yeah. my fans music because well, yeah, I mean, that's it it is it, it belongs to them once they've paid yeah, for it <laughs> yeah and you know they're paying for it to be made which is Makes it that little bit more special. And, you know, it certainly does uh, increase the value of the music. (gasps) Next topic. Yeah, we'll get them. We'll get
0: them. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Because I use Kickstarter, um, you know, and these places do take a lot of commission. I mean, I had to sort of give up between 10 and 15%, I believe it was, of the overall um, total that we raised. Um, So, you know, these places do get money from. The, the, the campaigns that they and that
1: will soon add up when you're doing a large yeah. like a high budget
0: thing I think they just perhaps their problem was that they just overhired they just had yeah. too many people working there or they had too many debtors it, so
1: this is a sort of thing that happens though with some of these companies that are large internet companies we we're we are very much in the yo- younger days of of mm. of the internet still um yeah it's and it's weird, got a long so. future ahead of it whilst we still work out what things are. Yeah. Companies are made and broken within, you know, and months. <laughs> you know, because yeah, like that that's how the internet works. It's so immediate, it's so instant, it's so quick. Yeah. So, you know You
0: can go on company's house right now and register a a, a company for a pound. Mm. Whether it does anything Yeah. Who knows? But you know, you used to have to go up to a specific place and actually go through a bunch of bureaucracy. But now you can just do it online. That's so it. I don't know. Uh, I think we're just gonna kind of have to keep watching this. And if we, uh, and if you are a musician and you've had some problems with pledge music, please write in and let us know. We'd like yeah. to know what happened and you know how how it went. But anyway, we want to get onto some more important topics. Yes. A report this morning. Jingle, Harley. Yes. How much is music? Is it? Priceless or worthless?
1: See, one would, uh, one could argue both at the same time.
0: Is <laughs> a strange there we go. cat of music, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because what what is something worth that's not? It's not tangible. It's mm-hmm. you know, you're buying wiggly air, right? Essentially, you're you're paying for the air molecules near you to be shaken in a way that you find pleasing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whether yeah. that's in you know you know if it's a, a pop song or if it's just literally found sound, yeah, it's still you're just paying for sound,
1: yeah. But at the same time, um, here's something I've always when people talk about music and stuff like that, um, like the the iPhone perhaps
0: right. now that I have in my my hand right now.
1: That iPhone, I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how expensive phones are because right. I always get contracts. So I never look at the single price of a phone. Right. But I'm assuming say five six hundred
0: pounds at least. Yeah.
1: They cost something in the rounds of mm-hmm. pennies or pounds to make, to make each them. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, what's happening to the rest of that money? Well, that is the leading brand phone of the world. Mm-hmm. They have put thousands, if not millions, into the, the research and development yeah. of that song, of, of, of that phone. You get ahead, ahead of yourself, yeah. yeah. But for me, so when you're buying an album, when you're paying for a CD, when you're downloading... Uh, a single, you're buying the research and development mm. as in the writing and the recording of that and you're paying because you want that person to keep doing that. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know? no, yeah, that's great. I think that's a great way to look at it. I mean, so it's it's kind of a difficult thing to think about whether you're a consumer looking at the value yeah. of music or a musician looking at the value of music. And
1: because we will value it differently.
0: Yeah, let's have a little quick look at how music, how consumers sort of value music. Go on. So, I mean, mu- musicians themselves, we make most of our money. I think it's about 56% of the industry is, or even higher than that, is up to 70 in some some polls. Uh, 70% of our income is live. Right. Uh, so not recorded stuff. But I mean, let's have a look about how albums have decreased in value in money, monetary terms. Average price of an album in 1974 mm-hmm. was about £18.90. and pence. Uh, Is that relative to today's yes, money? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And now it's worth about £8.49. Yeah. So the average kind of price of an album has gone down. Uh, a single sort of, uh, you know, recording now brings in about 80% less than it did at the turn of the century. Because
1: singles were such a big thing, yeah, sort of 20 years ago.
0: But that's, it, well, even, yeah, I mean, it's just the turn yeah. of the century. Like you say, it's 20 years ago and we've lost 80% of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, artists take about. 10 to 14 percent i mean there's a lot of different figures some say even less about five percent back when cds were you were much much more Mm. um, of overall net income of the industry that's due to something we call value leakage so you know we may write a song and Mm -hmm. go and record it but then all we are doing is we are either singing our part or playing our part Mm. or literally just telling other people to play it yeah. so you know those people have to be paid uh, the engineer has to be paid the producer has to be paid the mastering engineer has to be paid then distributions have to be paid the marketers have to be paid the record label have to be paid it's a lot of steps exactly so that's you know if you think about it down the line who owns the song doesn't really matter it's who's actually got it to people's ears yeah that gets the money um you know i, I think about how much you know if think about uh like a cheese sandwich. Who invented the cheese sandwich? Do you think they're getting... Yeah. Like, you know, I reckon they probably only get about less than 10% per times that people ride a cheese sandwich. That's a weird analogy.
1: A weird thing... (laughs) Do you think, though, the the way that we make and produce music has meant that we can afford to lose... Lose mm. the income on, on on what we were because you go back to the sixties, recording was a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, as we were talking last week, you could spend five hundred quid and you can essentially make an unlimited amount of yeah. music because you can do it all yourself.
0: Home recording. Yeah, if you were to listen to our, our our you know our episode go back last and week if you missed it. Um, yeah, no, though it's it's, it's it's a great point because you know now we are just ending uh, ending up with being able to be marketers, promoters, yeah. distribution, everything by ourselves. Um. Do you think that's a, in a, in response to the the value of music
1: decreasing? Yeah. Do you think this is the fact that like we can't kind of, like all these all these? I'd love to be able to pay for someone else to do uh, the marketing and. Uh, do all of that promotional Mm. side of things
0: for me but there's not just doesn't have the money there true I've got so many points I want to get onto this because it was fascinating so uh, Thomas Edison began manufacturing wax cylinders of recorded music for home entertainment in the late 1890s Mm. Uh, they cost 50 cents each so about 25p uh, played at 120rpm and could hold about two minutes of music loosely speaking that cost about 8 pence in 1889 Mm -hmm. Uh, would cost about a pound today so about yep. a pound for for um you know for 120 rpm it little single uh, and 50p would be about 7 pounds worth now. Right. You know from that kind of money to now. So uh, then there's now how much money have it landed up in the hands of musicians remains a bit murky. So I'm thinking from then I'm trying to think about different things that have actually devalued music that yeah. I could think of. So from then radio play Right, because you can literally just tune in without paying for anything, yeah. or just the out, just the radio. You don't have to buy, buy a license to listen to a radio, right? As long as you
1: don't, you're not fussed on what you're listening to. Is just listening to something new, yeah. that's current. Then, yeah, there
0: we go. Uh, tapes, people could just tape off the radio without, cool. you know, just buying a, a, a blank tape. Um, you get internet radio, we, yeah. yeah. uh, you know, which you can just literally, you, you have a, a computer, and so you we're can part of the problem. It. We are part of the problem. <laughs> Napster comes along. So streaming or, or well, was that was Napster illegal download to start off with? was, right. Yeah, it's, it's Enter Napster. <laughs> um uh Pirate Bay, torrent sites. Yeah. You know, that's all that comes in so, next. Uh Google and Mediafire. Do you remember Mediafire? I don't. Literally what you used to be able to do was just type an artist's name, put Mediafire into after it, it would send you to immediately to a zip the first Item would send you to a zip file that you could download for free, um, and they got hella sued for that. I'd, I'd imagine not for, but it was going on for so long that the damage is already done. Uh, so yeah. MediaFire is basically it was it was kind of like Dropbox, but then yeah. now it's it's been really mod, uh, moderated. Uh, name your price on Bandcamp. I think that has brought down the value of music yeah. a little bit because uh, you know I think that is in an answer to torrents and MediaFire and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So you're letting them have all that stuff.
1: There's some really interesting. Radiohead were the first people to do that on a big scale. And yeah. There was some really interesting stats about that. About uh-huh. the average, like the average album sold for something like six pounds.
0: Yeah. Which, but
1: bear the, in mind, you could have it for free. Yeah. It, it, it worked
0: out. That is very interesting because that shows the consumer's value of it. I mean, yeah. uh, The deluxe version of In Rainbows, um, which was that album, was mm. ninety-one pounds. And right. people well, actually, actually, I think it was about seven. You know, it was ninety-one dollars, about seventy-five quid. Yeah. So yeah, the, it, it, that sold out. So yeah. people did want to pay that because yeah. it's a band that people value. Um, indie rock stalwart Damon Krakowski wrote on, uh, on on his sort of blog that pressing one thousand vinyl singles in about nineteen eighty eight gave the earning potential of more than thirteen million streams. In about 2012. That right. was. So it's quite a while back now. Uh, it's the best research I could find. Yeah. But it's the the thing of 13 million streams past 1,000 vinyls. Right. So yeah. I, I feel there is a, de- you can see the decrease there. Yeah, um, certainly. But um, one thing I wanted to touch on, but I don't think we've got time, was trying to see about how much a, a, a successful song is valued in the public eye. Yeah. And so I wanted to get into like the Robin Thicke, Pharrell, Blurred Lines. Uh, Thing with Marvin Gaye yeah and Ed Sheeran's problem with Marvin Gaye Marvin Gaye's uh, estate doesn't seem to like people having songs that are close to him no Um, but the net income of that song blurred lines after expenses and stuff is about 17 million dollars so that's how much on average well not maybe on average just sort of an idea of of what a, a successful song is worth yeah so you know how much of that goes to the to the artist and stuff, of about 10% that needs, of yeah. that, that's what, 170 grand, which is pretty good. I'll have, yeah, I'll have it, yeah. I'll have it, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so what I want to actually ask in these last couple of minutes is, um, how much is music worth to you as a musician?
1: Again, um, for me, music is, I'd say to a point, is priceless, which is a very... Mm-hmm. Stupid term because priceless is so is such an impossible concept. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, it's
0: almost infinite. Yeah, but, you know it kind of is infinite, really, isn't it? Because
1: that's where for me, for, uh, for music and um everything that I stand for, it, it all reverts back to that, and it's the you know it's the joy that it gives you. Exactly, um, and that's that's you can't beat that.
0: I think about the amount of people throughout history that have been offered. Like the family business. They said, look, here you go. It's a yeah. family business. And they've gone, no, thanks. I don't want to do that. I'm going to be a musician. Yeah. And then they make zero money. However, if they'd have taken that that family business, they would have been stuck in their hometown for the rest of their life. And, you know, this is just a you know, hypothetical situation that they might not have traveled. They may not have met so many people. And they would have been very tied down to a certain lifestyle. Whereas in music, I can't, I can't think about how where I might be without going out and playing music in different countries to mm. different people going to different venues uh just hearing different t- different points of view mm. um and you know and working for charitable causes uh and you know and like when we do uh, sort of care homes and things like this yeah. you know music is invaluable in that sense to me because if it wasn't for music I would probably work in retail and be miserable as hell. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> we're musicians. We have no skills out in, in any other yeah. kind of... I
0: mean, we could. We could do another job. Oh, oh probably, but... Yeah, but I not mean, very well. No. <laughs> I'd be the worst McDonald's employee in the world. <laughs> yeah. Look, here's your burger. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I didn't spit in it.
1: You'd make a jingle for, would you like fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> would you
0: like some fries with that? <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, so I don't know. To me, it's invaluable. To the consumer, it seems to have gone down quite considerably. Yeah. Um, that's due to market pressures. Um, but not so much, the you know, the fact of like a single worth 50p down the line mm. uh, is, is almost worth the same. Um, if you think about it in terms of, you know, uh, the... The profit not the profit margins, so like uh, exchange rate and um inflation yeah. yeah so i don't know i think people still value music the same kind of way but are very confused about monetary yeah. value of music anyway totally yeah um so anyway i thought that was a very fun discussion thank you robert horn for the idea of that one but let's get on to the very important part of our show where we talk about
1: <laughs>
0: yes Nice. What have you got going on, Harley?
1: You've got one gig this week, I've, at least. I have got the one gig this week. Yeah, I am playing uh, with Chart Attack in Felixstowe at the, the Trimley Sports, Sports and Social Club. Club.
0: Oh, isn't it fun? So, um, that that is, is 14... Friday at 9 o'clock, am I right? Yes,
1: yes. It's an early start because uh, I have to finish early, so it'll be a 9 o'clock on the dot, 9 I o'clock believe. on the dot, okay, cool. Um, Do you play a bit later with that, then? Um, a lot of a lot of bands I like play elsewhere is is, is half nine to half yeah. eleven roughly, but a, gen, a general rule at the Trimley Sports is they, they tend to say finish at eleven. Yeah. Um so
0: that's when we so neighbours. We yeah, that's yeah, Trimley for your boy. It's, yeah. Like all that loud music. That
1: Mrs. Locke across the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Mum's the one sitting so to go, turn
1: it up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um oh yeah, talking about my mum, she's got a new show on Felix Do Radio yeah. which I made the jingles for. No, oh god <laughs> <laughs> I made him real funky um, oh, but yeah so she did a great job so shout out mum well done uh, she's going to be talking about women's issues and uh, and you know the inequality and in pensions act that's been going on she's a waspy woman so if you are interested in those issues she's on uh, every other Friday at 10am in the morning so nice. uh, other radio stations are available uh, February 21st that is this Thursday Hollis Park from France are coming down Supported by Pet Needs at the railway in Ipswich. Pet Needs at the railway. Okay, nice. We are not working on Thursday night. Not. Right, because it's half term. So yeah. if you felt like it, Harley, I'm propositioning you. Will you hold my hand? Would you like to go to Pet Needs with me?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about going to the Blues Jam this Thursday. Oh, interesting. All right, and I don't know what I want to do, but well, I, maybe we can fit both we, in. <laughs> we can do a bit of both. Let's, let's yeah. do a
0: tour, lads, on tour. Lads on tour. H A J S on tour. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we've got February. So that's a Thursday at eight o'clock for everybody listening in. Awesome. February twenty-second, which is Friday. We've got a chart attack at the Trimley Sports and Social Club, uh, as well as Soap Your Auntie. Yeah. uh, Are playing at the. uh, Hold on.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh no yeah I do know about that you do know about yeah, that yeah we've got Nick Keeble on guitar oh okay yeah <laughs> yes. I was going to say because Oscar like, oh, plays oh what the Beatles, oh wait no we've got <laughs> yeah, yeah i put rehearsal this morning I yeah. know about this but for some reason I've forgotten okay yeah,
0: yeah. so your auntie are uh, back at the wild man in uh, Ipswich that's on Friday at 8 30 so you know Oscar's going to be in two bands somehow <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on the same night Um, he's got a lovely new haircut it's great oh it's great beautiful yeah I think no yeah. offense, Oscar, but I think Nick Keeble might have slightly more sex appeal.
1: Oh I, I don't know. I don't know. Oscar's new hair is amazing. oh is it? yeah, he's cut it all short. he looks he really looks beautiful, just yeah. like Nick
0: keeble. has he gone left handed as well? yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay, i'll I'm, I'm gonna take that back then. I'm gonna make them fight it out for sexiness uh mm. also february twenty third which is the Saturday, seven thirty. pet needs are playing again. So if you can't make it along to the Thursday night, they're playing with Kulk. Right. And Strike the Sun. Nice. That's a Harley and Joshua wet dream right there. That
1: is indeed. On Saturday night. Um, I've just got here. I've got the Arlington's uh, Open Mic and Showcase. Oh, let me just
0: tell people where that is. Oh, sorry, that's go at the ahead. John Peel Centre for Creative Arts in Stone Market. So, Wonderful. yeah, that's a good lineup. What were you saying about the Open Mic Night? Oh, Arlington's
1: Open Mic Night. No, I don't know. If, I think it's every Wednesday, So, but I keep getting invited, so I'm going to keep sharing it. Arlington's Open Mic and Showcase on Wednesday. Ooh. Uh, I don't know who's going to be showcasing. That, is, that, is that Keith Sadler? It potentially, think, potentially... potentially Or is it Max Wildwood? Uh, anything good, I music poetry. It, Max is the guy who run, who, who hosts it. Right.
0: Um, Max Wood. They haven't mentioned about who is. I know that, Keith Sadler's it. doing some new open mic stuff. There's so. lots
1: of open mic nights coming back on the scene at the moment. Good, good, and uh, it's great. It kind of it trailed off a little bit for the last few years. I but think
0: that's that's sort of due to more younger musicians entering the music scene. Things like Icebreakers, things like Rock Project. Yeah. So Rob Lewis gets all the credit, obviously. Um Definitely. So twenty uh, third, wonderful uh, musician that you heard on the show earlier, Sam Eagle. Yes, is playing at the Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester. That is starting off at eight, no seven thirty. Um, I'm not sure who else he's got with him that night, but that will be a really interesting night. Uh, oh, oh my goodness! Sam Eagle, Rubber Jaw, and Lemon Days. Oh, sweet! That is a sick lineup. Have we played Lemon Days on the show? Yes, we, we have. have we yet. played last week. Um, so, 23rd Friday, 23rd in Colchester. That is Saturday, seven. Thirty. Uh, last one I've got on here. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, February 24th. This is why I had him in my brain. Keith Sadler presents Jade May Jean. Jade yes. Peters. She's playing uh, live at Arlington Sunday at 7.30. Uh, Arlington's Café Dwar and Drinking in Ipswich. So, yeah, that's going to be nice to sort of see... That he's, you know, adding some extra stuff in. Great. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness, I did miss out a gig. I've got to, I've got to apologise. You know that uh, I can't remember where it is. Wilhelm, uh, which is a sort of a new, the Wilhelm Collective, I think, is being called, um, or the Wilhelm Experience or something. Um, they are playing locally. Where are they playing? At Coda, February twenty second. Oh, yes. So, uh, have you been there?
1: No. Um, who's I playing? Friday, this one? Wilhelm cool you know who else is playing uh coda in pilo on sunday oh mate i didn't yeah. notice that Yep, in
0: pilo sunday at coda yes Wicked. there we go well there we go that's that awesome. was just off the top of me on the off the dome like native yeah. james 4 p.m start um so yeah uh Wilhelm, i'm really actually looking forward to seeing them at some point yeah they don't have any recordings out at the moment apart from they've got this um uh, collab they did with monster florence uh called uh ginger tea it's on itunes and uh he, so vilhelm is a guy called will who and uh johnny i believe uh, johnny plays sax uh will plays trombone great jazz musicians they uh the drummer i believe is the drummer from fish claw and Sweet. monster florence right uh so you know real great musicianship uh, so well i think i'm gonna have to check them out sometime Sweet. um i thank you for listening everybody yeah no it's been it's been good yeah man it's been a really good show Uh, we've uh, really enjoyed uh, getting your input on what topics we should be talking about please let us know if there's something specifically you'd like us to talk about next week won't you we're going to talk about motivation next week that's a good idea such an aggravation yeah accusations don't know how to take them Um, (laughs) so (laughs) uh, thanks very much for listening guys like and subscribe and stay awesome bye bye Mm, this is Ginger Tea by Monster Florence Uh.